Hello again, and thanks for listening today. This is Stepping Into Freedom, the podcast about standing fast in the liberty wherewith we have been made free from Alma 5840 in the Book of Mormon. Today is episode 33, and our guest today is Michael Young. Michael is a tenor for the Tabernacle Choir at Temple Square, which is pretty awesome. He uh, lives in Tooele, Utah, teaches a second grade German immersion, um, has two sons, and writes books and music. And I've actually seen a lot of his lyrics myself. They are pretty good. So thanks for joining us today, Michael. Yeah, you're welcome. Good to be here. Awesome. So we're going to talk about mental illness today for our listeners. Um, so can you kind of give me a little bit of a background first of um, your experience with that area? Yeah, of course. Um, my It's something I'm Fortunately, runs in my family, my extended family. Uh, it's uh, affected uh, aunts and uncles, my uh, my grandparents, my parents, my siblings, myself. Uh, it's just it's just kind of been a reality uh, living in my family, uh, and it's something that I've had to struggle with. Uh, luckily, mine is uh, more more comes and goes. Um, some members of my family, it's more, more constant. Uh, but for for myself, uh, I struggled with um, anxiety attacks. Uh, that happens at, at times of great stress, uh, where the, there's a, maybe an initial incident, and then uh, I'll have a few hard, uh, ranging from a few hard days to a few hard weeks, months, and it kind of just comes and goes, and uh, becomes sort of a, the forefront of your life for a little while uh, when it's there. So, okay, so it just kind of varies throughout your family then? or Yeah, it, um, it, it does vary how it, how it manifests, but there's, uh, there's a lot of um, uh, members of my family that have struggled with it. So right. that's uh, huh. it's just kind of something we've had to learn to live with over time and learn how to not only deal with it in myself, but also to how to interact with uh, loved ones uh, because that, it, really, it really changes um, how you interact with your loved ones. Yeah. And oh, then yeah. You feel for a while that you're they're not there. <laughs> yeah. Good, good heavens. Yeah. I've been. I, I I used to call stuff like autism, um, like I have Asperger's, which is a form of that, right? And so I used to think of that as kind of a mental illness thing, and I always I was always kind of like like very reserved about the fact that I was actually diagnosed with ADHD as a kid, and uh, when. Uh, professional told me that, you know, symptoms and conditions can change over time from childhood to adulthood, but, um, and so, I mean, you know, hashtag end the stigma, right? (laughs) Anyways, so. I say there's, there's, there's definitely a difference between, so the developmental delays and things like that and, uh, and, uh, mental illness. So there's definitely, there could be a connection between, but yeah, there, there really, there's different categories of things. I I have a statistic said myself, um, yeah, it's a little bit of a different category. It's more of something that he was born with. Well, well, I got my first question for you here today. Um, so, how have the trials um, that you know come as a package deal with mental illness? How have they helped bring you closer to Jesus Christ? Yeah, well, you realize eh, there's really no no other way uh, through that than to rely on him, uh, especially with things that come and go. Yeah, you know, one that you could just be riding on top of the world one second, and then suddenly it feels like you get by a track and you're just, you're lower than low. Uh, you know, there's of course certain things, precautions, moral precautions you need to, you can take and, you know, some, for some people it's counseling or uh, with certain medications, doing different things to protect your health, but uh, ultimately there's, when you're 
sort of in that pit of depression or anxiety. There's, there's really no other uh, surefire way to get you through that than having that perspective of hey, that this is just a moral trial. It's not my permanent condition. And if I um, invite the Savior to help me bear this, then he will. And I, that's, that's something that has helped me through many of my darkest episodes. Yeah, well, I like the whole, the whole uh, maybe you have some suggestions for this too. Like, I like the phrase you use there with, um, you know, it's not permanent because I, I think a lot of times today we, we see people with this, you know, our, our weak and moral perspectives, right? We get this whole thing of, yeah, but not permanent is still feels like a long time in this life, right? I mean, I'm sure you it, can... Oh, it does. Yeah, in, in the moment, it feels like, oh, this is it. It's all consuming. But yeah, I, but it, 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 we'll look back on it someday. It's often I even look back on it, you know, a week later and been like, wow, gosh, that seems so bad at the time. Like, why does it, you know, <laughs> why does it always seem so bad when you're in the pit and then you get out of it? And you're like, oh, well, that was, you know, that was bad, but... You no, know, it, it passed. It blew over. You know, it was just uh, like more like the weather of the soul rather than yeah. you know, the, the condition of the soul. Yeah, uh, yeah, that's a good way to put. Sorry, say, say that, that phrasing again. Uh, what's that? The, the something about a condition of the soul. Say that part again. Oh, sorry. It's more like the yeah the weather of the soul rather than the, your, the condition of your soul. Oh, I like it's that. Something that it's, it's the storm that passes rather than you know what what it's always going to be like. It's a good way to put it, huh? I like that a lot. It kind of makes, makes me think of, um, oh, what is it? Uh, somebody who once told me, you know, when I'm dealing with complex emotions and stuff, which, interestingly enough, I actually have been dealing with a lot of that this last weekend with my wife here, but um, here in the hospital. But um, oh, I remember somebody who told me a while back, you know, when those, those strong feelings of fear and frustration or anger or annoyance, whatever it is, like anxiousness, and they told me, you know what? Don't fight it. Just just write it out, you know, let yourself yeah. feel it, you know, and then later on, like you said, I'm sure it gets to the point where it's like, okay, yep, I'm acknowledged, this is how I'm feeling now, and it's just how I'm feeling, so when it's over, it's over, and you can look back, I'm sure, and be like, hey, I did it, you know? Yeah, I got it, <laughs> yeah. I didn't sure. die, I didn't have a, like, a conniption fit, my heart didn't stop, my brain didn't die, <laughs> all the good things yeah. that didn't happen wrong, right? Yeah, it, it's just it's it's harder sometimes though with um, things related to mental illness because they you know sometimes it's easy to look and say I can see where this is coming from like this emotion is coming from but uh, oftentimes with say anxiety it's it, there's not a specific cause it just it, it can hit you out of the blue and it's more confusing because you don't know well, why you're feeling that way like why, why is it so bad right now and um, you know it's easier to sometimes to deal with emotions that have more concrete causes, I guess you could say. Yeah, totally. So it sounds like it's kind of, for you, it's been kind of like a, a, a hindsight or a maybe a retro perspective, like look on, you know, how yeah. you've gone through things okay, and then, oh, wait a minute, have the Xavier help me through that this way, you could see that afterwards, and then, okay, I'll use this again for the future almost, it sounds like, hey? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Awesome. Because I know a lot of times, uh, I think to myself, oh, okay, I, I'm feeling really, really crappy about this right now. I'm kind of feeling like I'm in a panic. But you, you try and muster that little, okay, I'm trying to have faith here. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give it a shot. I'm going to really you know, try hard here and and uh, just clear my head the best I can, even if it's all muffled. And, and then afterwards, it's yeah. like, well, my weak and meager efforts look like 
the Savior was able to use that little bit I could muster and get me through it somehow. So, hey, that worked, you know. Yeah, and you have to realize that you're, you can't compare your, your efforts when you are well to your efforts uh, uh, when you're in the pit. So oh, yeah. Uh, you know, you can't say, oh, you know, why, why can't I, I can usually do this. Why can't you know, I do this? You have to realize that your best is, is not going to be the same, and that's okay. Yeah. Now, while you're there, it, you shouldn't beat yourself up if you're, you know, you realize you, you aren't in capacity. You are not uh, the, the same as you usually are, and that's okay. You know, we often talk about compare, comparing ourselves negatively to others, but it's also important not to fall into the trap of comparing yourself, negatively comparing yourself to your best self. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. When, when, when you're not there, you know. <laughs> exactly. It's, you know, it's, you know I, I, you're right, I'm not myself, but... That's the whole point. Is when yeah. you are again, then okay. Well, that that kind of gives you a clue. Like, wait a minute, I'm probably not going to be able to think clearly enough about this. So just I'll wait till I am, and then okay. Now I've got something I can use for next time. So yeah, for sure. Yeah. And and it, it, that that's that's a hard thing for me because usually when I when I'm on the when I'm feeling well, I, I'm very productive. I, I I I get a lot of stuff done on a, a day when I'm feeling good. I. I just I, people tell me I'm really good at time management. I just I, I get so much done and I feel great. And I I've kind of I have fallen into the trap sometimes where I link my my self worth and I like how I feel about myself by how how much I accomplish in a day. And that and I realized, ooh, that's really that's a fragile thing to base your <laughs> on. Yeah, I have to I have to be careful not to do that because then yeah, I hit those days where I, I just can't do anything. And then you know I'm like it's it's hard to fight that feeling of like oh wow I gosh I was so worthless today like why. And trying not to feel bad about myself when, yeah. when, when that happens. And that's, that's a, a trap that's really easy to fall into for people who are, are productive like that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, and then, then I'm sure some days, uh, once in a while, I, I, correct me if I'm wrong, but I'm guessing some days you, maybe you find yourself able to think, oh, wait, last time I felt like this and I couldn't do much, um, I looked back and realized... Well, yeah, some days are just going to be like that. And then for, for going on, you can kind of remember that for the future and be like, well, I guess this will just be one of those days. Okay. Heavenly yeah. Father knows what's going on. Say, so. You know, it's a mulligan, you know, try again tomorrow. <laughs> yep. yep. And then you just you come in Heavenly Father's mercy, which he has more of than we do. So. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, I, like I mean, so the next thing I want to talk to you about uh, kind of leads into this actually really well, what you just said. I know lots of people, you know, who struggle with mental illness. Um, all across different areas, and care for those, maybe those who care for those who, who do as well. Um, like, there's a lot to dispel um, any false stigma surrounding what it means to struggle with it in the first place. It's, it seems to always be a negative thing people you know, have in their heads. Um, so can you talk about any particularly like humbling or revelatory experiences you've had surrounding mental illness, or maybe how that had a freeing effect on you? Sure. Um, I think one of the, the, the biggest things is, you know, seeing it in, in family members, like until it's happened to you, it's, it's really hard to imagine just how debilitating it is. Like it's, it's so easy for your mind to rationalize and say like, no, is this really happening? Like, is this really as bad as they say? You know, like, yeah. you, you, you know that they're, they're feeling bad, but I don't know. It's hard. You just really can't completely grasp it until it happens to you. Yeah. Oh, um, and I, I feel like I had a, a really horrible experience a few years ago where getting laid off. And uh, I, I fell into a, a really 
bad, bad state of mind. Uh, I was for a really long time. And um, I, I, I think that, that was the, one of the first times I, or at least the deepest time, that I really, really felt it. And that it was really, really present in my life on a daily basis. And where I, I wasn't just down for a day or two. I was, it was stretching into weeks and months. And where it really just like, it really it sapped my motivation, but it sapped my will to get up in the morning. Like, I, I didn't, I felt like just existing was tough. And so, you know, I realized, like, gosh, there are so many people around me who are struggling with this. And like, there's people that I've known that have felt just like this and been in the same pit. And, you know, like, I wasn't as compassionate as I needed to be because I, I didn't. I didn't yet grasp just how deep that hole can be and just how black that night feels. Yeah, yeah, totally. When, when, when you're in there. And so I, I, it's really helped me, I think, going through that. I think that I needed to have that experience, as horrible as it was. And I, I can now reach out with so much more compassion to, to those who need it and those in my life who are struggling. And, and just realize, you know, I, I need to... Apply those same things to them. You're like, if not get mad at them if if they're not going to be able to function at complete capacity today. You know, just to, to be able to say, you know, I'm I'm going to pick up that slack because I know sometimes I'm going to be in the pit and sometimes it's going to be you. And if we have each other, though, like <laughs> it's not often that we're both there at the same time that we can help each other out of the pit when, when we're there. Yeah, like I remember one morning when you talk about like waking up and thinking, oh, it's hard even to exist. Uh, when I was serving uh, as a missionary in London here in Ontario, I remember waking up one morning. Uh-huh. I woke up one morning and I just, I don't know what it was. I just felt like this awful, like crippling darkness kind of thing. And I'm like, oh, what is this? And like, oh, yeah. I just, I just laid there in bed for like half an hour. You know, when missionaries have a very strict schedule, when you get up and everything like that. Um, oh yeah, and and so uh, but yeah, I couldn't. I couldn't. I just, I just, I, I just laid there, and they're like, oh, I can't move. I'm just so scared and filled this panic that I can't even move. And so eventually, I get up and uh, call my mission president's wife because she was just awesome. Sister Ashton was amazing at to helping oh, people. That's awesome. And um, so she just like President Ashton took me through some scriptures, and Sister Ashton, she said something to me in my first area that uh, she kind of echoed throughout my mission. And uh, you know the movie Finding Nemo, hey? Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so she, she used uh, a line from that one where uh, Dory's talking to the, I forget the other fish's name. Anyways, where she's talking to him, he goes, you know, hey, you know, you know what you got to do when your life gets you down? And she starts singing that song, just keep swimming. Just keep just swimming. Keep, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and that's what she used. My, my mission president's wife used that phrase out of the movie. And I thought, like, what is she doing? But to be honest, like... That's it. Um, it it kind of helped, and so I. Sorry, I, I get that whole you know paralyzing anxiety thing. It's it's you can crush it, but then you just you know, learn to ride it. You know, ride it out, and um, then you just keep swimming. You, yeah, yeah. Afterwards, you can have this kind of uh, you know revelatory experience, like oh, it really is temporary. You know, whatever temporary is going to mean from day, week, month, year to year, whatever. Right? Yeah. So and that's the humbling experience is, no, um, Heavenly Father is in control. I need to distrust Him, and there's where the humbling part is, right? So. Yeah, and that's you know it, I I think it's it really is one of the, the the biggest struggles of our day, and I think it's one of the ways 
that we're going to be tested about our enduring to the end. Because you know, when you're when you're there, in the end, you know, the thought of enduring to the end, you know, that it becomes kind of overwhelming. There's like, gosh, if I've got to live like this until the end, oof, that's that's gonna be tough. Oh yeah, um, man. But there's there's so many um, there's so many negative influences these days. Influences these days. I think it's really one of the the the, the main tools uh, that you know that, that that's being used these days to discourage and to it's so pervasive these days. I, I guarantee that just about anyone, you can pick any random person and you know, and that person will know people who struggle with, with one thing or another, uh, mental illness wise. It's just, it's so pervasive and it's, it's hard because a lot of people try to, to cover it up, uh, try to, you know, put, put on a happy face. I know I do <laughs> often, uh, you know, when I'm, I'm a teacher, I have to come to school and I, I can't be, you know, uh, yeah, I try to put on a happy face for my students, even when I'm I'm not feeling all that great. But uh, just you just have to you know try to foster that compassion, and even if you haven't felt it yourself, that you've got to realize that there are people around you, whether you can see it or not. Yeah, like one of the things that has helped me the last little while with some of the anxieties, um, worries that I've had is um, no matter how bad I've had it, I've always found that like even in my most like terrifying moments. You know, I get to that point where I'm, like, I, if I find someone else who's worse than me, or, or even uh-huh. who's not, it's just, it's just someone who's, who's struggling, whatever, right? I try and go and help them, and they tell me, they're, oh, hey, let's, oh, yeah. let's, let's gripe to each other, you know, let's, let's complain to each other. <laughs> and, uh, and then, I, and then I, I have, a, and, then, and then they tell me their problems, and I'm like, well, oh, that's, I, can, I can identify, well, this is how their problems are different from mine, and I'm not struggling with that specific thing right now, so I can give them an advice on that because... I'm in a little bit of a different boat. And then helping them, it's like, uh, what was it, President Uchtdorf in our church who said, um, um, oh no, maybe it was President Monson. I think it was him who said, you, know, you cannot, so they who help, who give light to others, cannot keep it from themselves. Yeah. Right? It's yeah. kind of a, like, uh-huh. just an automatic effect of it. So it's been a big, big difference for me recently because um, there's somebody, I'm trying to help out with something uh, recently who, whenever I'm feeling crappy about like whatever's going on or anxious, I talk to them and I, I, you know, give them suggestions on how to feel better. And all of a sudden, in a, some, you know, way that's unexplainable to mortal reasoning, oh, I feel better all of a sudden. That's cool. All right then, you know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it, it's true. It, it's good to find those people for with whom you can, I kind of share the burden and share, share the load a little bit. Yeah. I agree. I've done, I've done that as well. Yeah, for sure. Cool. Well, I, I mean, the next question here too kind of at least leads into that a little bit. So, I mean, I, I doubt, you know, with, with that in mind, you know, the whole uh, let's, you know, let's complain about our problems together, right? I doubt freedom is something with that in mind, that, like that people maybe don't often consider. Like, I don't, I don't think freedom is something people consider very much to be a part of mental illness, obviously, because yeah. oh, I, don't, I don't feel free at all. Like, my mind just falls in this vice, this trap, right? Um, so are there any suggestions you might have for our listeners today who are struggling with it to help them find some kind of sense of freedom or direction or liberation, uh, even amid their trial? What suggestions do you might have? Oh, sure. Um, so what, one thing that I, uh, I always suggest and I try to capitalize myself is that is to make the most of the good days. And when, when there's a little break in the clouds that you, 
you do some things that remind you how much you enjoy living and uh, how much you enjoy that the people around you or uh, your whatever your hobbies are, you know, doing things that um, you can use as kind of a reserve of light, good memories and good thoughts of uh, things that you can remind yourself of uh, when you're having a, when you're not feeling free. Yeah. Um, well, it sounds, I, it I sounds like, it sounds like kind of like a remind yourself of, by the way, you've had this before, you will get it again. It's just a matter of time. Yeah. Exactly. And, and yeah, and just making sure, and, and, re- and stepping back and realizing it's, it's okay not to be uh, as productive all of the time if you're not. And just saying, you know, I, when I do feel good, I'm going to, promising yourself that you will be as productive as you can when you can, and then also granting yourself that reprieve when you when you can't be and saying i know that there are times when i just need to step back and take care of myself more or even let myself be taken care of you know that's sometimes hard for our pride uh but that's that's something that i feel like when i when i make those decisions when i'm feeling rational and good i feel like that does give me the freedom so you know when when i'm not feeling as good i've already made that decision and i already know what to do and i've already allowed myself that latitude in order to not feel guilty about trying to take care of myself when I need to. Yeah. Yeah, totally. Like, I mean, cause, um, you know, how many times people have asked me, in fact, just today, one of the hospital staff came by and, and uh, asked me about uh, something I wanted to, an issue I wanted to address with them. And more people than usual recently have been asking me, you know, well, we know Lorraine's situation is always bad with my, you know, with my wife and we know that. That's that's given always with our situation. But now people have been asking me more, you know, along the lines of what you were saying there. How are you doing? Are you holding up? I mean, because if, if, if you're out of commission, she's really screwed. And I'm like, <laughs> I'm <laughs> oh, like so, and most of my response is that the nice part with me is um, I am very physically low maintenance. Like, I'm basically uh-huh. physically a, a glorified plant. All I need is, I'm just like a, yeah. I need light, air, water, a little bit of food, a few hours of sleep <laughs> here and there, and then I'm good, you know? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> as long as I've got that, and, and, and part of the reason why I do this podcast, someone to talk to, then I'm fine, you know? It's like, <laughs> yeah. So, it's self-care, yeah, holy cow, it's just, you can't talk about how important that is, I mean, because you can only, especially for, for people like, you know, you're, you have a parental role yourself as well, for parents out there, I'm not there yet, but you can only pull others in your family, you know, your spouse and your, your kids, you can only help them, you know, progress as far and as high as you can allow yourself to be. Like, if you can't take care of yourself, how on earth are you going to make sure that you're even there as much as you could be to take care of them? Yeah. And, you know, it's setting those, it, it takes a while to kind of figure out what your boundaries are and what your limits are. But yeah. really, it's... Once you have discovered that, that is freeing. It's freeing to be able to see, to have that freedom from guilt. If you do set those boundaries and you are honest with yourself, it really is quite freeing. If once you kind of find that balance in your life. Yeah. Well, and the the, the, the when you said there with the, you know having freedom, to me, I, in my head, I think like. Um, instead of being free from the problems that go with mental illness, it's more just the freedom of, of just being aware that you don't need to feel guilty. You can be free of the guilt that guilt, some people yes. tend to feel 
with that condition. And it's like, you know what? No, I, I can be free of guilt and I can just feel how I need to feel and, and not be like, oh, I'm a drain on everybody or, oh, I'm, this is causing problems for everyone else and I'm just miserable and I'm dragging everybody down with me. No, no, no. There's no you can feel free from that guilt by remembering that you know, as long as you're open about it, you tell other people, hey, this is what I struggle with, just so you know. And then they're aware of it and it's like, oh, I don't need to worry. They're aware of what's happening. They know that I'm just not going to be good on Sundays. So the guilt is just kind of like, oh, well, then no worries. I mean, I can feel bad for now. And God gave us, feeling, God gave us feelings for a reason, good and bad ones. Yeah. So, I mean, you, you deal with it as you can. And, and uh, it's just like this liberating, oh, I don't have to be perfect right now. Oh, yeah, you know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and it's, it's just, yeah, it, it's part of it, along with the guilt, it's just the, the, the shame of it. it, it it's very easy when you're, uh, to just to feel ashamed of it and to feel like, you know, it's some deficiency in, um, in, in your personality or in your righteousness. And it, it's hard to not feel that way. But you have to think about the, you know, there's the, um, the, the story in the scriptures about the man who was born blind and all the people were saying, well, he's, he's blind because he's a sinner or his parents were <laughs> sinners. And Jesus said, no, no, you know, he was born blind so that the power of God could be shown. Uh, he later, you know, Jesus healed him and showed the power of God. And that he was, this man who was blind was, was able to see and was able to witness about the, the goodness of God and the, and show his, uh, you know, testify of the Savior's power. And so it, it was the, the things that, that we suffer with, these afflictions, we need to be careful to think that it's not sin. You know, it, it's not a sin to have an illness. It's not a sin to have an affliction. You know, there are, there's a rhyme and, and reason to it, and it's it maybe not something that you'll understand in this lifetime. And uh, But if you have that perspective, it becomes a lot easier to, to fight back against that, the shame of it. Oh, for and, sure. And realizing it's, it's not a, it's not a, a character flaw. You know, it's a, yeah. it's a disease. Yeah. Well, it reminds me of, uh, actually just pulled this up here. It reminds me of Elder Holland's talk, like a broken vessel, right? And this, this, oh, I love this, that this, one. Oh, yeah, I'm sure you do. Like this is uh, the, the quote at the end there, towards the end where he says, you know, I'll quote this here. He says, I bear witness of a day, uh, of that day when loved ones whom we knew uh, to have disabilities and mortality will stand before us glorified and grand, and I'm going to get emotional here, and breathtakingly perfect in body and mind. And for you and your situation, and me with the rain situation, like that is just, oh, such a freeing idea to consider, you know, that like that breathtakingly perfect in body and mind, like, wow, imagine what that's going to be like. And like you said, yeah. God is going to do that for them. Look how, like, this is, you're the opportunity that God has to show people how good he can be. And what a privilege, almost, as weird as this may sound to some people, what a privilege to be in a situation where, yeah, hey, God can use me to show, look, just how good he is. And I yeah. get to be a part of that, right? Indeed. And I remember later in that talk, I, I loved that too, where he said, uh, I don't know whether I'll, uh, you'll be more you'll be happier for you know like you'll be happy for yourself that you'll be able to see them but also be more just ecstatic to see them that, that it, the joy will be twofold for yeah. both you and the person that you love yeah. and well, he's going to be that yeah. sweet he continues too like he says it goes what you just said there what a thrilling moment that will be he says I do not know whether we will be happier for ourselves that we have witnessed such a um, that we have witnessed such a miracle 
or, or happier for them that they are fully perfect and finally free at last. It's like, which is better, right? I don't know, right? So. <laughs> yeah, uh, that is, uh, that's really one of the landmark, landmark conference talks on mental illness. I think anyone who struggles with mental illness or is a caregiver for those who struggle with mental illness, you have, you have to think about the, the needs of the caregiver too, because it, mental illness is not something that you struggle alone with. It is always going to affect the people around you in some way. And so we need the, we need the grace of the savior, not only for those who are directly suffering right now, but also for those who care for those who suffer. Yes. Uh, you know, you, you can't forget those people too, because they are also affected in a profound way and that they have, and they have a suffering all of their own. So if you have a, if you have a child or a spouse or a, any other loved one that's suffering with mental illness, that really changes your life forever because it, it, it changes the trajectory of your life. Um, and so it, the caregiver needs that grace from our Savior just as much, I think, as the person who is, who is suffering. It needs to be something that, um, is, that is applied to people on both sides of the equation. Yeah. Wow. Well, man, thank you so much for being on today, for your perspective and your comments and few things You're that welcome. you said there that I was just like, oh, that's a nice way to put it. So, <laughs> Well, thanks. I, I, I really hope that uh, we can just keep on having conversations about this. It's, a, it's such a timely topic. And I, like I said, I promise you that every single one of you knows someone who's suffering with, it, with this, whether it, they show it or not. Or if, you, if not now, then you will in the future because it is prevalent and it's real and it is hard as nails, but it's also, uh, we don't have to be helpless against it. There are, there are definitely ways that we can fight back and endure and still enjoy your life, whether uh, if you suffer from this. Yeah, oh man. Well, that's a good way to wrap it up. Um, Thank you. And thanks for listening today, everyone. In the next episode, we'll have uh, Pam Ackerman talking about the sacrament. Uh, Pam is a mother of five children, soon to be three grandchildren. Um, married 27 years, executive assistant in mental health uh, and medical field, gospel doctrine teacher in Shelly, Idaho, administrative assistant for the High Five Live daily inspiring videos. Um, if you have uh, any questions about this episode, or if you or someone you know would like to participate in an episode, or like a certain topic discussed, please feel free to email me at thepostalfire at gmail.com with the subject line, Stepping into Freedom Request, and I'll get back to you. That's all in the description. If you like what you heard today, please go give that follow link a click on paulpostalfire.podomatic.com, subscribe on any of the platforms listed on the homepage, and send your family and friends to do the same, please. And also, written reviews are very helpful on iTunes or Stitcher. If you found something helpful here today, you want to spread that to somebody else, uh, help others find it well if you can leave those written reviews. Have a great day, everyone, and remember to stand steadfastly in the freedom God gave us. Until next time, this is Paul Pulsifer.